Recording in progress. I just love how like sultry her voice is. I, that's all I would ever wanted to be is that. Um, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> you're doing a podcast. <laughs> I mean, I am doing a podcast. Recording in progress. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to Sisters and Sonder. I'm Sammy. And I'm Tori. And this is a quick update episode because we've gotten a lot of people that want to hear back from us after our, you know, four years hiatus. Just a mini hiatus. It was just a little tiny hot minute break. (laughs) We were like, yeah, we'll be back. And then four years later, we're like, oh, yes. uh, Yeah, that thing. We will return eventually. But now we have returned. I have a full-time job that is not, you know, eating my soul. Mm -hmm. So that helps. And same with you. You have a full-time job that is not eating your soul. Mm -hmm. So that helps us make it so that we can do a podcast, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Real update. We, uh, I went from community mental health to group practice to, I now work at a middle school. Um, so I'm a therapist at a middle school and I love it more than anything. The kids are the best and being at a middle school just lets me be my obnoxious self all the time. Yep. It's a dream. And um, yeah, I've always, as much as I hated to admit it for a minute, I've always been um, meant to be in a school. It's true. So I'm in a school now. It happened and it's awesome. And uh, yeah, and I, like you said, it's not eating my soul. It's feeding my soul. Who would oh have my ever gosh. Oh We're my gosh. We're feeding your soul. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, I went from corporate, terrible corporate, to more corporate, to laid off, to try higher education, which was the biggest mistake, and then moved to dealing with plants and queers on a daily basis and can't say I am mad about that at all. Plants and queers. Hmm. Plants and queers. And middle schoolers. Like what, who are we? Who are we? (laughs) Who knew that you'd be around a bunch of kids that are taller than you and I would be around a bunch of green things. Yeah. Yeah. Checks out. Checks out. So, but yeah, I've been grateful for this full-time job because it gives me a chance to also focus on some personal projects and some events that I've been wanting to curate and produce and also getting back to things like this. I think this is a very important um, podcast for us, especially, um, and I think for a lot of people. And it's, you know, no better time than now to once again listen to the stories of the unheard and have a chance for people who are outcasts and you know not the status quo who's Mm -hmm. very angry she's angry she big mad she big mad she's like what you go against me Mm -mm. Mm -mm. not today I like personifying the status quo as like Regina George. Mm, That checks out. Right? Mm -hmm. Like she's just annoying. She peaked in high school, Mm -hmm. but she won't let you forget that she was homecoming queen. You know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She's queen. Yeah. (laughs) 
She was queen for a day. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, lots more has happened, uh, I suppose, since then. Uh, yeah. We, you know, just we've just keep stacking on the collective traumas of our society. So that's yep. super cool. Um, and uh, yeah, I moved a couple times, multiple times. Capitalism. I moved am I a right? couple times. Yeah. Capitalism. Wild how we have to deal with capitalism. Still to this day. Still to this day. I think of capitalism as like, um, I don't know why I'm personifying all of these, but I love, I love it. it. Um, I think of capitalism as like a Brad. Mm. That is like a like stockbroker. Mm. And all he talks about is stocks. That's capitalism. That's all he talks about. That is quote stocks. Regina George. George. <laughs> <laughs> capitalism, Brad. But like an old stockbroker with like the, the paper and being like, dwee, 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 dwee. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like the old school. He and wants he's like to live. Yeah. He wants to live in like the peak 80s stock yes. life, but yeah. he's actually a millennial, you know? Yeah. yeah. That I like it. That's, that is who he is. It's true. It's true. It is true. Um, uh, a little bit of a, uh, heck yeah. I don't know capitalism, whatever. But my husband and I bought a house, which yes. is like feels like liberation for like this black woman to own a house, mm-hmm. and it feels like a slap in the face to Brad, um, because <laughs> he didn't want me to own a house, and now I didn't. do. Mm. I own property. Mm. I own. A building. Mm-hmm. Amazing. A cute building, too. I love mm-hmm. your little tree house. It's, it's a, a little great... tree house. Yes. I love it. It's gorgeous. Now it's a little tree house podcast house. Tree house podcast house. Come to the tree house. See, this is where you start your own children's TV show. Mm. Like, out like, of the come box. Come on into the tree house. Come, come on into, into the, the tree, tree house. house. We're going <laughs> to learn. We're going to play. We'll take all our trauma and go away. <laughs> no trauma at the treehouse. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. I like it. Okay. You know, this is, this is the next step to the podcast is like we, out of the now, box and Zoom and yeah. like the combination oh, of these classic absolutely. PBS. Definitely multiple crafts throughout the yes, episode. Crafts and science projects. I love it. I love it. Okay, it's happening. So stick around for that, everybody. (laughs) It'll only take us, you know, probably eight years to get that started. (laughs) But that's the cool thing about a podcast. I mean, it really has been three years or whatever since we ended our season. And, you know, like we still have stuff to say and we can just pick it back up and keep going. And, you know, some people listen and that's awesome. And, Honestly, it from the very beginning, it's been a lot more about you and I and processing True. what we're feeling and saying and making our voices heard. And um, so it's just awesome that we can do this. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I, I love this podcast just because there's been moments where I haven't had a chance to express myself um, in the arts that I love and in the with people that I care about. And so I think that this is always a great way to 
be able to reach out to the people I care about and have a chance to um, have spending time with them, even if it's them listening on their own. It, you mm -hmm. know, I definitely, if COVID taught me anything, it was the people that are close to you are just as important as the people that are, aren't available mm -hmm. and aren't as close. And I think, I mean, I have so many friends from New York, from all parts of the world now. Mm -hmm. And it's nice to know that they're there and we all support each other without feeling like it has to be physical mm -hmm. in a sense. Totally. Um, de that definitely showed me during COVID when I was <laughs> scrambling to make crafts to just have income and mm -hmm. the amount of support and the amount of people that were willing to buy some ironed beads mm -hmm. and have a cute keychain from Sammy that literally I still haven't made since COVID, but mm -hmm. I have literally enough to start my own store for that. So mm. yeah, with all my other crafts, you, you know, Oh, I know, you know, we don't start crafts. We literally start a business <laughs> for that craft and then are like, okay, I guess this could be a hobby too, if we wanted it. Yes. To. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, nowadays so much of everything is, like, via social media captions. And I just feel like my voice is so much more than that. And, yeah. and sometimes it just feels so, like, trite to just type a caption with a picture and be like, I care about the world. And I don't know. It just feels... Like it diminishes it in a way um, where I like hearing our voices and talking and having like an actual dialogue and yeah. and crying and all that stuff that I do on a regular basis. But, <laughs> you know, I just think that it holds more weight and it makes it feel more um, relatable and uh, and real, like and human. Like it takes away the digital. I mean, it's still digital because it's a podcast, but it takes away like the like digital two dimension words on a screen you know the algorithm that you have to abide by yeah to... don't even get me started with that i ain't about no. it at all i'm so bored by that and i like literally will never start a business that relies on instagram because i just cannot with that i watch no. people struggle all the time and i'm like no no can't do it and it's so frustrating because it shouldn't be in a struggle mm -mm. you sharing what you love and getting to the folks that love it as well should not mm -hmm. be as much of a struggle as it is nowadays. I mean, I had to like deactivate some of my social media just to not feel obligated that I needed to post and to mm -hmm. like, and it just mm -hmm. felt like if I had free time, my brain was automatically going to, I need to do these things online to show that I mm -hmm. still exist in society. And then it just became also overwhelming for me personally of everything that's going on with Palestine and mm -hmm. feeling uh, incapacitated to help Same. as much as I can because I'm too busy to go to protests or I'm too terrified to go to protests and mm -hmm. get arrested and chain like completely flip my life around mm -hmm. to fight for people that deserve to be fought for mm -hmm. and like having uh, 
the collective fight that exists in the world just seems dead when it comes to social media and mm-hmm. I think that's on purpose. I think that's Brad coming in with his it's capitalism. Absolutely. It's, it's, I mean, people, yeah, are intentionally shadow banned if they put certain words in a caption or have certain words online on the page or whatever. And, and it, it, the power that social media can offer is also like the detriment in a way. And the power of complacency with these shadow bans, mm-hmm. because then all you're seeing is people ignoring the situation or Mm -hmm. just posting about everything that's going on with their lives and how, you know, they don't have to worry about things, Mm -hmm. which then turned me into spiraling about, I have all these things I should be worrying about. Why would I be posting about the one good thing that's happened in my life Mm -hmm. lately? Because I feel like that's, against the rules mm-hmm, like i mm-hmm. shouldn't have happiness because there's mm-hmm. so much hate going on but then it's like i'm fighting against enjoying my own happiness and yeah, finding absolutely. that joy because i feel like if no one has joy i'm not to i'm not allowed to have joy mm-hmm. yeah my joy is is basically up to debate Mm-hmm. If everyone else is struggling. Mm-hmm. But the reality is that if we don't cling desperately to the tiny joyful moments, then we will not make it out of any of this. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. So we have to hold on to those and we have to celebrate those because otherwise you couldn't get out of bed in the morning. Yeah. 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 So this, yeah, the, the collective trauma of especially what's going on and, how to handle it because i mean we have a government that doesn't want to handle it correctly mm-hmm. we have legislation that is distracting us with all sorts of wild bills that are just negating all the human rights that we've already fought for and won mm-hmm. and the future is so damn bleak it's funny because i'm directing a post-apocalyptic show and that show is more wholesome than reality right now more wholesome and it is about literally the end of the world and who is left over Uh and it's wild how that show shows how getting rid of society doesn't get rid of humanity Uh uh-huh and how relevant that is right hmm. now. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yes. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. We have a lot to use in our daily lives for that hmm. show. Well, awesome. Um, I think we, of course, will talk about this a lot more um, in future episodes. Um, And yeah, I think that collective trauma might just be maybe the theme (laughs) of season two, um, because there's so much to share and, um, you know, and just like, yeah, personal trauma within collective trauma um 
which is something I dealt with this year as well. And so I don't know, just looks like that's going to be maybe the topic of season two, which is bleak, but hopefully will also be slightly hopeful. Well, and um, I think it's important because if you think about it, this podcast is for the stories of the unheard or the outcasts for the misfits and who are being targeted right now more than the outcasts and the misfits. And so that collective trauma is also all of us who are in like intersectional of these marginalized communities Mm -hmm. and how we have to continue our daily lives as Mm -hmm. like nothing is going on or, or we have people that we can talk to, but I mean, for me, it's few and far between. I have a couple Mm -hmm. people that I am comfortable talking about this in its entirety. Mm Mm-hmm. There's some bits and pieces I can talk with other people, but with the amount of, you know, communities I'm a part of and also for the safety of the fact that I live in a state that hates everything Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, that's not white, then uh, like it's hard to also find spaces and people that... Mm-hmm. You feel comfortable to open up about the different vulnerabilities that you have to face every day. Totally, totally. And just the more, you know, we'll go into it more, but the more that these collective traumas happen, the more people are divided into factions and the more our brains are not exercising their their ability to hold nuance right like we're not able to say there's so many gray areas we're not able to say there's nuance we're not able to say hold all these truths at once because it is just because the algorithm right like demands a a true like black and white stance um and it just keeps dividing us more and more you know yeah so okay well, look out for those episodes. They will also happy, slowly. Happy Black History happy Month. Happy Black History Black Month. Black History Month. Black History Month. What's been your favorite thing about Black History Month so far this year? Um, I mean, uh, the audacity. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't starting that. The audacity of people. <laughs> we don't have that enough time. Favorite. We don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> um no i think uh this black history month um i've just been enjoying finding some good uh black owned businesses um especially here in utah which is very hard so really just finding some uh new black owned businesses that i didn't know before um supporting others that i love to support and then just really um i am trying to go through a couple of um octavia butler books um i'm reading octavia butler too which one are you reading dawn i think i think alien one nice okay i need to put that on my list i fit i finished fledging and that was so good it was so good so i need to send you that book um fun fact octavia butler lived in seattle what yes and she lived really close to okay where that I makes am. sense and she 
like the bookstore that I went to. Okay, here's my two Black History Month moments. Yeah. <laughs> I went to Third Place Books in yeah. Lake Forest Park to watch Ijeoma Aluo talk about her new book, which yeah. is amazing. And I, it was such a good talk. And I love her so much. And her husband was like the moderator. So it was so cute yeah. to see them. And it was the bookstore that Octavia Butler would go to and write. Like, it, it was her neighborhood bookstore. Oh, my God. <sighs> what? So that's number one. Number two, I, Kirk, my husband, um, is great during Black History Month and makes sure that we do, like, a couple extra Black things. And so we went to Communion, which is a very well-known Black restaurant here in Seattle mm-hmm. in the Central District, which is one of the Black neighborhoods here in Seattle. And before that, we went to Art Noir, which is a new little shop that's like an art gallery slash Black-owned business shop. So it's kind of like a, it's like a, all different vendors, you know, of all Black-owned businesses. Cool. Um, so we went there, and I met the owner, and we were chatting it up. And then we went to Communion, and at Communion, I look over, and this girl is taking a picture with this guy, and it is Danny Glover. Well, Danny what? Glover Danny is Glover. at the restaurant that I am at. Are you too old for this shit? I'm too old for this shit. I'm not even too old for this shit. I was like, I was freaking out. I was you so excited. You want to know the funny thing is the Marco Polo that you sent me telling me this. Um, Zeke was next to me listening to this whole thing. And he's like, Danny Glover. I'm like, you know who Danny Glover is. And he's like, I don't know who Danny Glover is. I'm like, okay. So I show him a picture and he's like, oh, I know him. Is that the old, I'm too old for this shit guy? And yes, I was like, You've never yes, even seen is. any of the Lethal Weapon movies, but so good. You, yeah, it was really. So nice I've had movie. like minor celebrity run-ins. It's right. been great. I love that. So That's it's good for you. Just the dream. So. I also won't deny the fact that I bought a hoodie from Target's Black History Month. Uh, oh, I bought all of Target's Black History Month. Stuff. I bought oh, the totally. the chartreuse hoodie that is a crop top hoodie. Mm. It's my new favorite hoodie. It's really cute. I'll probably wear it to Bonnaroo um yeah i bought the like black joy is a revolution t-shirt yeah. and i bought the one that says like let black women be creative and Cute. soft and stuff like that and i went all out because i figure number one the black history like uh whatever collection was like all by hbcu people yep. which was super cool so i was yep. like support that um and target will stop doing it if we don't buy it so might sure. as well buy it and then they'll keep doing it yeah, I buy one thing full price and then I wait until the sale. March. You and know. then I you get know. all of those 75% you know. off. 75% off. Uh. <laughs> yes. Uh. <laughs> Which is so and funny. And we get an extra uh, extra day this month. Extra day of Black History Month. The Black History Month. Ooh, ooh, ooh. It's a leap year, which means we're extra black for a day. <laughs> Um, uh, okay, <laughs> we only have five minutes left of this Zoom meeting that we're recording, so we will so, say goodbye for now, yes. um, but definitely keep an eye out on all of the things to see new episodes. Um, if you have any things you want us to talk about this season, um, definitely send us a message on Instagram or in our email. We're excited to be back. Be back. We back. For a hot second. Hey. <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay. Love you all. Goodbye. Love you all. Bye.